Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash What Fresh Hell cast. And it's from Christina who asks, I listened to an episode where Margaret described her extremely picky son and the anxiety she felt. She was basically describing me and my six-year-old daughter. This episode is from 2016, so I'm curious, does anyone know if he's expanded his his diet? Or does anyone have any uplifting stories about extremely picky kids that improve over time? Honestly, I'd be happy if she's just having less anxiety at the table, not looking for advice because I've read slash done it all. Just some good feel good stories from your personal experience. Um, I wanted to weigh in on this because yes, she has seen improvement over time and is experiencing less anxiety at the table. I have three kids who are picky in their own ways. And I had one extremely picky eater who probably had some sensory and anxiety stuff going on around food. And when I had, I have three kids who are 18 months apart. And so when I had, let's say, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old, I was sort of obsessed with the idea of like, it's family dinner. That's what I keep reading. Family dinner is so important. And so I wanted us to have these beloved family dinners where everybody ate the same thing and I wasn't making anyone specific meals and the parents and the children were all eating the same food. And I was always following the rule of I choose what's for dinner, you choose what to eat, which is the famous child of mine rule. And I dialed in a lot to that. So 2016 would have been six years ago. My oldest is now 13. So yes, was still picky. That means let me do, no one told me there would be math in this job. Uh, He was around eight years old. He is now 13 and he is still a picky eater, but our lives have changed completely from those anxiety-ridden dinners of... There's going to be a lot of anxiousness and kind of a nightmare experience of people complaining about the food. A couple of things that we did to achieve these changes. Number one, we made the rule, which I have discussed before, you may talk about anything at dinner except for the food. And this, I just said it maybe 
two weeks ago to my kids when someone had some thoughts about whether or not the food was good or not. And I said, remember our rule, you can talk about anything but the food. So we don't sit at dinner and have discussions about how many peas you have to take a bite of to have dessert. I do make my children eat vegetables at the dinner table. And for one of my kids, that is still really a kind of not very pleased bite or several bites of things. We've moved up to now you have to finish a vegetable. So you can't just like nibble on a stalk of broccoli and then make a horrible face. But it has taken time. And so we don't talk about the food. No one's allowed to complain about the food at my table. We can talk about anything else. This is what's for dinner. Eat what you want of it. There's no more food after this. And that's the end of the discussion about the food. The other thing is that we kept presenting different choices and we offered, especially our picky eater, options on you can choose what to eat. So recently, this kid still does not really like the concept of pasta or noodles, which is not great because, you know, it's a fairly big food group. But he knows that if there's Chinese style noodles with pork on top and broccoli, that he can kind of pick through, eat the pork. He is allowed to use ketchup on anything he wants. And ketchup has been a saving grace in our house. So basically, if he wants to, if we get Chinese taken, let's say, and he just wants to eat beef and broccoli and pour ketchup over the whole thing, it's fine with me. That's how he chooses to eat the food and it works. The other thing that we leaned in on a little bit was food chaining. So, hey, you like the taste of garlic, but you don't really like noodles, but these are garlic noodles. And so let's try them. And I mean, this kid was so picky that for us eating garlic knots at some point at a restaurant, I mean, I remember sitting and watching him eat garlic knots and it was a huge win. We also go out to eat and that's enjoyable for us. And it's another opportunity to say, you don't get anything special here. You have to find something on the menu. So if it's just protein and you want to dip it in ketchup and that's what you're going to eat, it's fine. So for my other kids, I've seen the pickiness disappear more and more and more. Every time I turn around, they're just eating different foods now that they're 10 and 12. For my super picky 13-year-old, his appetite got better. And that helped us a lot because he's actually hungry at the dinner table. I talked on just, I think my last Ask Margaret about how Little kids who only need a 1,000 calories a day, they're not that hungry at dinner time. So the fight to try to get them to eat, I go back and I look at it and I think they weren't hungry. That was the problem. And so it was easy for them to refuse food. Now that my guy's a tween, he's pretty much got to figure out what he can eat. And so we lean in sometimes if he's got a big day. I know he really likes frozen pizza. I'm not above making him frozen pizza or a hamburger for breakfast. And so it's just been a constant balancing for us. I will say it has gotten so much better. I've often talked about my brother-in-law, who's like the kind of guy who's like, you know, goes to a restaurant and he's like, I'll try the sheep, you know, face, whatever, horrible food I would never eat. He eats everything. His mom always tells us that he grew up only eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches until he was eight or nine. And so, yes, I think this is something that you can easily say is in the category of things that get better. It gets so much less fraught at the dinner table. I know you said no advice. I'm just telling you the couple of things we did that really work for us. And the only other thing I would add is that there was a period of time where getting 
my really picky sensory guy to sit with unpleasant foods to him. These included things like pasta and rice. I'm not talking about actually unpleasant foods on his plate. That acclimated. We moved at his pace, but we didn't change our rules. And now uh, this is a kid who eats a lot of things. He eats seafood. He eats shrimp. He puts ketchup on everything, which is a little gross. If you know me, I don't like ketchup. But he's getting through meals. He's going out to dinner. He's going to friends' houses. And he's trying different foods. Another thing that really helped was getting into an area where he was going out with friends. His friends want to go get sushi. And he's not going to say, I don't eat that. He's going to say, well, I'll just get the teriyaki and put ketchup on it or whatever he's doing to get through the experience. But I want to say to you, Christina, that from six to 13 is a world of difference. And like you said, there's a ton of advice. There are things you should be trying. I would not give up and give in on this, but I will offer you that my picky eater has gotten better and I hope that helps. If you have a question for Amy or myself, you can ask them on our Facebook group as Christina did, or you can send them to info at What Fresh Hell podcast and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.